Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Carla and Crappy Show. I am Uncle Crappy. Uh, my friend on over there is is Carla. Hi, Hi Carla. I'm here. Uh, this is uh, week three of the college football season, um, including week zero. So, uh, once again, I've committed. I've committed to this awful math problem that I have to figure out every day when we record this once a week. <laughs> so it's week four of the Carla and Crappy Show, and I think I, I, week three, Carla was fantastic um i can't i can't uh, of all the reasons i had to be happy about ohio state uh beating arkansas state a, a sunbelt team last saturday it was among those are the, the the reason that that arkansas state didn't beat ohio state because there was a lot of that from the sunbelt last weekend yeah yeah and it, you know it's really funny is i um I mean, obviously, it's pro- like probably the best Saturday in big in Sunbelt history. There's actually there's a story on the NCAA website uh-huh. that I found today where they talked to the Sunbelt commissioner about his day on Saturday and oh, how he yeah. was trying to keep track of all these games. And it's yeah. it's a really interesting read. Like he was listening to radio calls and he had yeah. like one game on his phone and another game on the car on the radio in his car. And um you know, you know the the experience of he, you get one of these games because they've got Appy State now, right? And Appy mm-hmm. State pulls one of these off every couple of seasons. Um, Just test our friends in Ann Arbor. Yeah, hey. um, but to have three in the same day, and I have to I have to give credit where credit is due because after mm-hmm. the insanity of Saturday, I went back and listened to our show again on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and I have to give a tip of the hat to our good friend AJ. Mm-hmm who in his group of five report yep. alerted slash warned all of us that Marshall app state and Georgia Southern were potential upset opportunities. Yes. Um, yes. And they all came true. And what a crazy day of football it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, it was, um, it, you know, it, it, it has gone nuts when, uh, you know, when, when the normally sort of state ESPN guys start talking about the fun belt, um, in the, the, the nickname that everybody else uses, but, uh, I, that is, I mean, the reputation of that conference is we, we go anywhere, we play anybody, we do not care. Um, and, uh, Saturday for sure, it, it, it paid off for them uh, yeah. in, in a huge way. Um, I don't know. I, did, did you uh, did you have any other takeaways from from last weekend uh, besides um, holy crap fun belt? Um, a couple of things. Um, okay. First of all, um, Bama looked mortal. Right. Um, had Texas figured out their offense after Quinn Ewers got hurt? Yeah. Um, they would have won that football game. I I feel like they they I don't know that it would have been. I mean, it's not a blowout, but if if they have if they have Quinn and quarterback. And you know the guy that they've been comfortable with, I mean, that's they could they could win by a couple touchdowns. It's what it felt like. I agree. I think they probably could have won by fourteen points. Um, yeah. it, it was um, shocking mm-hmm. in some ways. Um, lots of penalties. Um, mm-hmm. more, the most penalties that I've seen Bama take in a long, long time. Um, so again, this brings the question of: Is Texas back? Um, I mean, big, I mean, big challenge. And we'll talk about this later. Um, is Ewers being out for, you know, four to six, um, with the injury, which sucks. Um, 
because when you see a team that has the potential to maybe do some weird things for the season, um, mm -hmm. disrupt mm -hmm. some things, um, it sucks when, you know, you, you, you had your offense really doing some really nice things and then yeah. to lose your, lose yeah. your quarterback. It just ugh, hate it when that happens. Um, other thing is the thing we started last week that you asked me to keep doing the, the weekend was so bonkers. I don't even remember what happened because that applies this week again. <laughs> um, Oh, hey, does anybody remember that Wazoo upset Wisconsin in Madison? They did what? Because that's a thing that happened. <laughs> and normally that would have been like, oh, you and, know, headlines. Um, and that would have been a game that I would have stuck with uh, through everything. And I barely watched because there was, so much, there was so much other stuff going on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I barely saw that game. I, I I only watched like three or four snaps of the Penn State game. Mm -hmm. Um because there was so much other stuff happening in that noon window. I was flipping around so much. I was keeping an eye on the score to make sure nothing bonkers was going on. Right. Um, but I mean, I was going to watch other games that were a lot closer than mm -hmm. what, you know, once Penn state went up a couple scores, I was like, okay, I'm going to flip over here okay, um, fine. and watch you Texas, can, Alabama. You can um, stop. You can stop now. <laughs> anyhow. Um, one last thing. Yes. I have to give a shout out to my MTSU blue Raiders. Okay. Who went on the road and knocked off Colorado state and Fort Collins. Um, Wow. Okay. So, you know, after, after losing badly to James Madison in week one, um, mm -hmm. then going on the road and, and knocking off Colorado state, that's a nice little win. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, Absolutely. I'll take that check. Mark. What, um, what conferences, what, what conference are they, you know, uh, middle. Yes. Middles in CUSA. We are okay. a CUSA team. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm, it, I'm, you know, it, this is all going to get reshuffled in a couple of years and, and I'll have to relearn everything again, but yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm still. We uh, we had the opportunity to um, to uh, talk to a class uh, that belonged to a, a colleague of Carla's uh, at Middle uh, earlier in the week, mm -hmm. um, which I guess would have to be yesterday since it's only Tuesday. Um, and I mentioned then that I'm still I'm still bothered by the fact that we could not get Middle Tennessee in the Mid American Conference. Um, that that would have been so much fun. Yeah. Um, I will willingly admit I'm, I was disappointed by that too. Um, but I, I have some sources in the athletic department, um, cause mm -hmm. I've done some work with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I, I found out the reason why that ended up not happening and I understand what? the logic. I'm probably not able to disclose that, but, um, <laughs> not on the record on the show, but um, fine. Yeah. Um, but, but it, as much as it pains me to say it, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so we'll we'll wait and see what happens with that. But I mean, the CUSA is kind of the lost group of five conference right now. I think you know, like it just it was grasping at straws when teams started leaving for the Sun Belt, and yeah. um, you know, it's just kind of a weird mix of teams there right now. It is. Um, it is. Um, and, so. and they don't they don't have. Um, but I, uh, I mean, the Sun Belt had an identity before last weekend. Yeah. Um, but now, yay. Um. They, they have they, the conference has gone a long way just in, in one Saturday to establish itself um, as as <laughs> being being the little guys that you do need to be careful of. Um, I had I, uh, the, the one thing that I wanted to touch with on this segment. OK, the two things, the two the two things very, very briefly. <laughs> um, uh, I am more pleased with Ohio State each week. Um, just a couple of snap judgments. The DBs, DBs gave up too much yardage on Saturday, um, but uh, sticking with the defense, linebacker play. 
wow, night and day compared to uh, a year ago. So, I mean, that's, that's what experience does. Uh, that's what the, the confidence of the of confidence that comes with that experience does. Um, so, yeah, I, I, in, in addition to um, being thankful that, that Ohio State didn't get smoked by a, a Sunbelt team like some other conferences, like some other schools. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> Here's the thing. But we, and we, we both talked about this. Um, you, you mentioned uh, looking back at AJ's picks. I know uh, we, I think we, we both felt pretty good about BYU uh, mm-hmm. with, with Baylor. Um, and, and handling them at home and and i'm so happy even though i did not stay up and watch a single play of this game um I aj was, and i were up we stayed we stayed up together for the I'm first aware, half i'm aware i saw that you were asleep <laughs> i saw that thread when i woke up um but i mean, so we, i gotta brag on that they they handled baylor uh tight game and and but and it's not it is certainly not like the the uh lavelle edwards teams that you remember uh, you know, we're, we're, Jim McMahon and Steve Young are throwing for eighteen thousand yards uh, a game, yeah. um, but but uh, what they did do, I, I, I know they 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 want to be more balanced than that at BYU these days. But they're having they're having a tough time running the ball uh, against the Bears defense. So then, you, okay, maybe the you know Lavelle Edwards shows up. Um, they changed it up. They threw the ball. They moved the ball. Uh, and and they and they came away winning. And the, the cool thing is, you know, if you're trying to figure out uh, a, a non-power five team that makes the playoffs, um, you, you have to like where BYU is right now because it's not like Cincinnati in that they have basically one game against uh, a, a power five school. Um, or in, in Cincinnati's uh, instance, it was the, it was the game at Notre Dame last year. Um, they're not tethered to a weak conference schedule. Um, they have several opportunities to beat power five schools coming up, you know, from now until the end of November, including a fairly hefty one next week um, that I think we're going to talk about here shortly. Yeah. Um, but but I just I, I was impressed with BYU um, and I think they're they're in a really interesting position uh, if they're I mean, just win keep just win baby and if mm-hmm. you do that um they're they're gonna be they're gonna be up towards the top uh in the in, in at the end of the season and they're gonna have a darn good resume uh, yeah yeah they would yeah. they would um aj i have not spoken to aj um i can i can hear him living in the same city i can hear aj physically vibrating <laughs> still after the weekend that the, the sunbelt had and um uh, he's got another preview for us, and uh, we're hopefully, he, you know, his blood pressure's pressure is better. He's a little more relaxed after after uh, just the, the chaos of last weekend. Here's what AJ is going to be looking for this weekend. AJ. Hey everyone, it's the group of five after dark report. Uh, I'm singing because let's. We got to be really honest with ourselves here. Um, this is why I tell you about the G5 teams, so that when you watch games like Georgia Southern at Nebraska or Texas A or Texas A&M and App State or Marshall and Notre Dame, that you pay attention to those games, that you might find interest in those games, and maybe just maybe something fun might happen. Like I don't know, App State beating Texas A&M at home. And Marshall beating Notre Dame at home, 
and Georgia Southern beating Nebraska at home and getting Scott Frost fired. That's all. Listen, there's a lot of great G5 teams out there, and I just need you to pay attention to them. Because these teams, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, and uh, Nebraska, paid a combined $4.1 million for the pleasure of getting beat at home. They play these as cupcake games. Turns out the cupcakes were poisoned. Uh, this is the first time in the AP poll era, uh, that's since 1936, that Notre Dame all Texas A&M and Nebraska all lost at home on the same day and they all lost to the Sun Belt all hailed the Sun Belt uh, your world destroying conference this year but we got to get into this week's games there's a bunch this is the reason why I tell you them so just keep that in mind Friday Air Force at Wyoming 8 p.m. CBSSN the network of champions we love to see Mountain West action on a Friday night we also love to see two teams in the American West have a game they can bust to uh, that doesn't happen very often. Air Force is low-key good, possibly really good. Uh, their offense is crazy. They're like number one in the country in EPA right now. Uh, that is uh, expected points average. Uh, but their pass defense is super suspect. The American Air Force being bad at defending attacks through the air? Who would have thought? Honestly, who would have thought? Wyoming doesn't have an attack through the air, uh, so Air Force should probably roll through this one. Saturday, Western Kentucky at Indiana. Um, that's at noon, Big t Big Ten Network. Keep an eye on this game, because um, Western Kentucky has a pretty good passing offense, even though they lost their uh, offensive coordinator uh, to Texas Tech and Bailey Zappi to the NFL. Um, but Indiana doesn't have a pass defense. They're like bottom 10 in the country in pass defense. Western Kentucky might sneak up on Indiana here. Uh, Western can't run the ball, though, uh, so Indiana's very good rush defense doesn't really have anything to do here. Uh, this should be a relatively evenly matched game, so it should be fun. The only way I could see this not going Western Kentucky's way is if uh, Indiana can actually get to Western Kentucky's quarterback. But we shall see. Rutgers at Temple, 2 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Uh, we always salute teams that play local-ish rivalries. This is not an actual rivalry game. It's just Temple's in Philly and Rutgers is New Jersey. Like, we love regional bits like this. Uh, they're in different conferences, so they don't play each other very often. But uh, Rutgers should roll here. We just wanted to make sure that we uh, recognized uh, the teams from the mid-North Atlantic. It, it Sound off in the comments if you know better geography for Philly and New Jersey in terms of the overall East Coast. Uh, ODU at Virginia, 2 p.m. ACC Network. Virginia, what are you doing? What? Mm -mm. Nope. They are, ODU already beat Virginia Tech. They're coming for the Commonwealth Cup. If they beat Virginia, I don't give a damn what you want to call the Virginia Tech-Virginia game. ODU already won the Commonwealth Cup. Sorry. Uh, the ECU loss for ODU was a big letdown look-ahead sandwich. Shout out to the solid verbal. Um, that is where you have a, uh, you got up for a big game, you won, and then the next week you have an opponent that's not too good and you're looking ahead to the week after that where you have a bigger opponent coming. Let down look ahead sandwich. Uh, they beat Virginia Tech. They had UVA this week. Uh, and then they lost to a good ECU team. To be honest, the ECU loss is not so bad. It's the way that they lost it. It wasn't a close game. Uh, ECU was a missed extra point away from beating uh, NC State, uh, or at least having the opportunity to beat NC State. 
So uh, I expect this to be a really, really good game. I expect ODU to bounce back and to beat UVA because UVA scored three points while getting four turnovers last week against Illinois. UVA is butt, is what I'm saying, and ODU should win this game. <clears throat> BYU at Oregon, 3.30 p.m. on Fox. This is the magic of BYU scheduling. Uh, this is the fun stuff of being an independent. You can get really, really great games early in the year because everybody has non-con schedules that they need to fill out. And BYU, being an independent, not in a conference, they can be a really great name on your schedule. Do not perceive BYU's last five games. They're not good. Um, and that's because everybody's in conference play. So this is the magic of BYU scheduling. We get an Oregon game week three. Um, BYU-Baylor was a banger. Uh, and are you're, there are more people saying BYU to the playoff. Uh, we'll see. They What they need to do is they need to prove themselves deeply in the first six weeks so that when they play in November that they are not just getting uh, knocked down the totem pole because they have, they're playing a team like Utah Tech. Real team that they're actually playing. Uh, Oregon looked great last week. They hung 70 on Eastern Washington. That is what an Oregon team is supposed to do to a team, even a good FCS team like Eastern Washington. Uh, so there's some, uh, there's some things here. This could be fun. Uh, Troy at App State, 3.30 p.m. ESPN Plus currently. Uh, this is, uh, I'm recording this Wednesday morning. Uh, so I, this is still on ESPN Plus. I don't know if ESPN is trying to leverage bringing game day to Boone after beating, after App State beat Texas A&M. Bringing game day there to like try to promote ESPN Plus games. But it seems really silly to bring game day to a game that is not on any sort of ESPN major network and is paywalled. Um, I've also ranted before about the quality of ESPN Plus games. Hopefully the game day crew can like stick around with the good cameras and broadcast this game. Because ESPN Plus games generally look like butt. They look like they are broadcast by local TV crews because they kind of are. So... I hope this gets bumped up to the ESPN feed and they get the good cameras. App coming off a great game. Uh, Troy has a good rushing defense, and App State loves to run the ball. So this should potentially be sneaky good. Uh, a lot of people are overlooking Troy because App State obviously just beat Texas A&M. But neither here nor there. This should be a good game. Hopefully it gets bumped to ESPN so everybody gets a chance to watch it. 3.30 p.m. on Stadium, Georgia Southern at UAB. Uh, Clay Helton got somebody fired. That's a new sentence. Uh, Georgia Southern's offense is great. UAB's defense is great. UAB's offense isn't so good. Georgia State's defense isn't so good. Let's see who breaks first. I'm picking the Eagles here. 4 p.m. ESPNU. We have Kansas and Houston. Y'all want to see some points? Y'all looking for some of them things that go on the scoreboard? Because this is a pointsy game waiting to happen. Uh, sorry about losing to Texas Tech, Cougs. Your playoff dreams, probably dead. And here's Kansas, who just went into Morgantown and beat WVU. And I'm going to keep it real here with all my WVU fans. Y'all don't have a defense. Uh, Kansas played well on the road uh, in a hostile environment. This might be good. And Kansas going to Houston, they're going to play at Houston, not in like NRG and some like 
you know, neutral, neutral-ish site game. No, no, they're playing on campus at Houston, and we love to see that. Uh, if the Cougs play even moderately better defense than WVU did, they'll win. Uh, UTSA at Texas, 8 p.m. on the Longhorn Network. Uh, speaking of a letdown look-ahead sandwich, <laughs> Texas is playing UTSA. Um, they should Texas should have beat Bama. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, Bryce Young was tackled. Uh, that should have been a safety. Texas should have won the football game. They didn't, and now they have deep potential to get meeped. Um, sorry, Texas. This might this might be bad for you, and all of the goodwill that you earned, the moral victory that you earned by beating, uh, almost beating Bama. <clears throat> Scoreboard watch this game, please. Now, I have been monitoring the status of of my wonderful late slate because this is the group of five report after dark and the after dark slate last week was bananas i ha- i was four i was four wide at almost midnight it was great and uh more of you should join me at midnight watching these very stupid games uh go look up Jaden delora interception and just marvel at what can happen after dark but let's get to the late slate this week because we got a couple heaters San Diego State at Utah, 10 p.m. ESPN2. I had already penciled this in as a great and fun time, like week zero, week one time frame. San Diego State is bad. This is this is not like, I I can't like even sugarcoat it. They are bad. They are bad all the way around. Um, They don't have an offense of which to speak. Their pass defense is kind of butt. The only thing they have is a good run defense. And Utah figured out how to throw the ball on offense. Cameron Rising is rising uh, as a quarterback. So this is this might be ugly. Uh, hopefully this one's wrapped up by midnight. Fresno State at, UC, at USC, 10.30 p.m. on Fox. The, the network, the one that goes over the air to your antenna nationwide. They're putting the late night god Jake Hayner on national network television. I love to see this. Uh, if Ohio State could be a peach, uh, and this is more for my friend Crappy, if Ohio State could just be a peach and wrap up that Toledo game that they have at 7, they could just wrap that up early, uh, we would really, really appreciate it because I want to see Jake Hayner do stuff to USC. Uh, this game should be pointy as hell. Lincoln Riley throwing the ball on Fresno. Fresno throwing the ball on USC because, by the way, uh, Stanford put up 20-plus on USC's defense. USC's defense ain't much to speak of. So uh, the nation would appreciate this. Let Jake Hayner cook on national television. 11 p.m. FS1, North Dakota State at Arizona. Again, I continue to ask the FBS team of the world, what are you doing scheduling anything with Dakota in the name? And not only did you schedule a Dakota, you scheduled North Dakota State, a.k.a. the meat tenderizer, a.k.a. how the sausage gets made, a.k.a. round of ice baths, a.k.a. you don't have the facilities. Jaden Delora's fun. That offensive line is going to get him killed. Bison roll in this game. And finally, 12 a.m. Eastern on Spectrum, Duquesne at Hawaii. Hawaii, I love you so much. I'm sending you a part of my city to warm your hearts. Go get yourself a win and get your chins up. Go Bows. Forever. I know it's been rough, but we're here for you. We know you're getting better. Progress is being made. 
Gobos. That has been this week's Group of Five After Dark Report. Join me for a wacky, fun Saturday. We'll see you then. Thank you, Dr. Kuftik. We appreciate your uh, your input, your opinions, as always. You probably do with a little less gloating, but, you know, that's that's fine. You earned it last weekend for sure. Um, <laughs> before we get to our games, one, one other quick aside. Uh, Cornell. Uh, opens its season at 1.30 Saturday afternoon. Uh, it is on EP, uh, ESPN Plus, by the way, um, with a non-conference game. They are playing at VMI. Um, my, my nephew, Drew, uh, who is a, a tailback at Cornell and was lined up in, in line for, for some uh, significant playing time this year. As, if you did not hear, he broke a finger in his left hand uh, a few weeks ago. A diagnosis eventually was uh, cast for six to eight weeks, and then we'll see what happens. Um, so he's he's well into that sentence, um, but he is not. He he will not be playing this week. Will not be playing in September. Um, we're still we, we we still could see him in fairly early to mid October, I think, if we're if we're being optimistic. So um, what we have that to come, but we are still going to keep tabs on the Big Red Bears in the meantime. So among the reasons for joining us next week. Um, is uh, your very first official Big Red Bears game report of the season. And I know you're, you're looking forward to that. Woo! Hey, you. I love FCS football. Like, yeah, it, like it's great. I, it's, 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 it's football. This isn't really even FCS football. I mean, the Ivy League is an odd thing in a lot of ways because they do things their own way in a lot of ways. Um but yeah, I, 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 and you know, if you listen to the show last year, you know that that I had a blast, and I, and I think AJ and, and Carla did too, to a point. Uh, you know, watching Ivy League football and and seeing how this goes to the degrees that they did, um, and I'm looking forward to that. Once again, there are a couple ways one could look at the the, the big boy schedule for this week. Um, uh, there is um, there is a a glass half empty view, which is. Wow, there's not much here. A lot of games. Not sure there's much meaningful. Certainly not a lot of ranked on ranked. The glass half full version, however, is that there are storylines all over the place this weekend. They are insane. They are everywhere. And we are going to try to talk about all of them. <laughs> Because um, we are insane like that. <laughs> we're actually we're, we're we we have eight. We we narrowed it down uh, to the finest eight games of the weekend, um, which also means uh, we're going to do our first speed round of the uh, the the first Carlin crappy speed round of the season. This, um, this, this is a, this is gonna be like a yeah you know, I gotta like get my arms going and like get back. Well, no, I just I left. I, there's a thing in my notes here. It says stretching. It's yes. right there. So, okay. I, so yeah. Because um, I didn't do a lightning show last year because <sighs> I was, so I haven't done a lightning show since wow. I think Maction. I think the night that we did, we just talked about this in, in the class that we were mm -hmm. guest lecturing in mm -hmm. the Maction show that we did in 2020, <sighs> when we literally did a sprint show to do every game in the Mac because they all played <sighs> on the same night during 2020 when they opened their season. Um, so yeah, it's Ooh. been, it's been a while. Let's <sighs> see if I've got this. <sighs> Um, for us, uh, a speed round means like two or three sentences per game. Mm. Um, so we can, we can get through these as quickly as we can. I have confidence that this is going to work really well. <laughs> um, 
Okay. Go team. In chronological <laughs> order. Noon. Big nude, in fact. Number six, Oklahoma at Nebraska. OU is favored by 11.5 points. The AJ Fun Index is a respectable 67. Carlo, what do you think? I mean, this, the big storyline here is how does Nebraska respond to the Scott Frost firing, right? I mean, that's the whole reason. I mean, this is a rivalry game. It's... You know, it's an intriguing game to begin with every time it's played. But this year, who boy, um, could we have any more intrigue than Scott Frost getting fired after Nebraska loses to Georgia Southern at home? Um, so that's what the storyline is here. How does Nebraska respond to all of that? This rivalry, rivalry, see, there we go. Rivalry. Rivalry. Um, this rivalry went away for a decade, mm -hmm. came back last year, and Oklahoma won, but the game was way closer than it should have been. Yes. Um. So could that kind of thing happen here? If the team, if you know, if Nebraska is up, um, the one thing here is that you know, the Nebraska defense has been really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and the Oklahoma offense has been what you would expect, mm -hmm. but the Sooners have played cupcakes so far. They haven't really yeah. faced a test, so there is so much intrigue in this game. You you have to take Oklahoma. They've got the more consistent offense. The Nebraska defense is bad, but this game's don't lose track of this game. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of the only one we're talking about in the um in the noon window. So um, yeah, keep an eye on this one because I think this is going to be much closer than anybody expects. That was not three sentences. It was still faster than I normally do. <laughs> true. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, as Carla said, the intrigue here is like, where where are the Huskers at this point? Um, I, you know, the firing, maybe the timing of Scott Frost firing is uh, was a bit of a surprise, but but really, I, I don't know that you could you could claim to be stunned that this happened. Um, the reason why this could be a good game. Uh, Nebraska is it, it's it's better than its record and has been for a couple seasons. They lose close games, single touchdown games all the time. Um, and if if the team is sort of galvanized by by all of everything that's happened the past week, this could be a tight game. Oklahoma still a pick, still could be uh, still could be a, a tight game. Yep. Uh, three thirty p.m. Uh, on CBS. Carla's number 22 Penn State Nittany Lions are at Auburn. This is the return uh, game of the home and home that, that kicked off with a, a, a whiteout last last fall. Penn State is favored by three. The AJ Fund index is a, a pathetic 47 points. Carla. <laughs> and you're right. It was an amazing game last year in Beaver Stadium really in the whiteout. Um, Penn State found a running back. Mm -hmm. This week against Ohio, um, freshman Nick Singleton ran for, you know, a, it was like a buck 80, I think was his mm -hmm. final um, tally on that. And that's awesome because the Penn State hasn't had the Penn State offense hasn't had a run game in a couple of seasons. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's been a while. Mm -hmm. um, but early season, the Auburn defense has actually been really good at stopping the run. Um but that being said, there are a lot of challenges on the Auburn sideline too, right? Um, Auburn had to eke out over San Jose State mm -hmm. last week. Mm -hmm. um, and Auburn has the situation that we all loathe because we know the saying here on the Carlin Crappy Show, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. Have no <laughs> and that's exactly the situation that Auburn is in right now. So as a Penn State fan, um, I take great solace in that the Penn state defense has been spectacular so mm -hmm. far this season. Um, 
Penn State doesn't and the challenge with Penn State's been its offense. Um, we didn't get a good gauge other than that run game last week because it was Ohio. Um, I think the defense can shut down the Auburn offense. I don't think Penn State's offense is gonna have to score a bunch. Right. Um, so I actually feel pretty good about picking my nits in this game. And normally okay. this would be a game that I would have like my, my spidey sense up, like, uh, this is, you know, kind of a trap game here. No, I, 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 I agree. I don't feel that way at all. I, 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 I feel pretty good. Okay. Um, obviously uh, Penn state doesn't have to score a lot. I agree. And, and Las Vegas has too. Hence the, uh, the, the feeble, uh, AJ fund index of 47 points. Um, I think there's a there can be I'm I, I I get concerned about playing cupcakes and I don't want to characterize my Bobcats as cupcakes, um, but you know there's a reason they're they're going to state college in in September to play football. There's value for, in a game like that, uh, it, for a team like Penn State in that you improve timing, you you get a people a lot of people experience, you get your starters a lot of experience. Um, and you can really just concentrate on execution. So, you know, what um, winning a game like that can actually have it it, 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 it actually has outsized value over just beating a mid American conference opponent. Um, they're going to, I think the progress that they made uh, and, and the, um, the addition of a solid running game will be a huge factor. Uh, but I think they'll be able to keep that going in a tough environment, what I, I assume will be a tough environment in Jordan-Hare Stadium uh, on Saturday afternoon. Also at 3.30 p.m. Saturday on ESPN+, Plus, which seems odd after game day is showing up there for the morning program. Uh, Troy at Appalachian State. Appy is favored by 12.5 points. The AJ Fun Index is 52.5. What do you think? I mean, Boone gets game day, which is huge all the national attention, but not the national broadcast. Like, that's just like, why? Um, the, the game is paywalled behind ESPN plus, um, super disappointing. I wish they would have, I wish they would have rearranged the schedule and like made that happen. Like let's live in, in fun belt glory this weekend. Um, after the weekend of college football, they put up last week. Um, once again, for the umph year, app state proves it's the team that no one should ever want to play. Mm -hmm. Um, can it capitalize on this momentum and win a game? It should at home. I think they should. Um, I just wish more people were going to be able to see it. So app stayed at home. True. Um, I wrote a haiku for this game. I love it. Game day goes to Boone. Troy is not scared, but perhaps the Trojans should be. Is it clear who I'm picking? I, I, I think so. Okay. Okay. Um, I, it occurred to me at some point we can do an all haiku show. <laughs> that would be more challenging than a lightning round show. <laughs> Next up at 730 on ABC, number 11, Michigan State at Washington. The Huskies are favored by three and a half points. The AJ Fun Index, uh, middle of the road, 56 and a half. Carla, what do you think? This is this week's we have no idea game, mm -hmm. right? This is the we get one of these every week in the early part of the season. Both these teams have only played cupcakes. Both defense look really good. Both offenses look solid. Yes. Sparty's ranked. Washington's favored on the road. Which team's for real? Um, 
I give the edge here to to Sparty playing at home. They had a spectacular season last year. They look mm-hmm. to, to be um, capitalizing on that now. But really, this is a, a to, it, it's a coin flip because mm-hmm. we really don't know anything about either of these teams. I'll take Sparty because they're playing at home in Big Ten. Um, but this should be entertaining. Um, I uh, I'm I we as we talked last week when you see the home team favored by three and a half. Um, you're 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 you know what's going on here las vegas is like eh, this is a game that the home guy should probably lose um and that's so with that with that number um it you know it's you have to assume it's there for a good reason uh washington's got a great start defensively uh against again we're, we're, we're talking about cupcake opponents here largely allowing just 13 points a game sparty's defense however is allowing half that total and I think against better opponents, uh, Michigan State wins. Uh, this one, I have to back up because I skipped a 3.30 game in my excitement to get to my haiku for, for Epi State. I skipped probably what is the mark the actual marquee game of the 3.30 time slot on Fox. Number 12, BYU at number 25, Oregon. Um, the Ducks are favored, wait for it, by three and a half points. Yeah. The AJ Fund Index is a 57.5. Uh, what do you think about this one? You, we kind of covered it in, in the open in our con- uh, comments, but the idea, I mean, you said this last week, BYU is fearless. And mm-hmm. so what's more fearless than hosting Baylor at home and then the very next week saying, okay, let's go to Eugene and play a parentally good Ducks team. Yeah. Right? Um, BYU won that game in double overtime by refusing to give up on the run. Mm-hmm. They're a running team, but it was a running score that it was it yeah. was a, a yeah. touchdown run. They just refused to give up. Um, even after two potential game-winning field goal opportunities that they missed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, if that's Ugh. the that if that's the definition of slogging to a win, um there it is. There it is. Um last time on the flip side, the last time we saw Oregon nationally was getting bulldozed by by Georgia. Um they blew out Eastern Washington last week. How did the Ducks respond? Right, they get this. They get a, a, a national time slot here. They're back in the national spotlight, playing another mm-hmm. really good team. Super intriguing game. I wish it wasn't at three thirty because I'm going to be otherwise occupied. Ah. Um, I, I double screens at three thirty. Yes. Um, I'm gonna say Cougars here. Okay. I feel good about what they did against Baylor, but man, that's a huge ask to do to take Baylor and Oregon in consecutive weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll see if the Cougars have stamina. If they win this, they're setting themselves up for a potential oh, playoff. Oh yeah, this is a, this will be a huge win from them uh, as as they start to go through the season. Do you see good Bonix, bad Bonix? Um, I I think against a a, a, a defense uh, that's going to be physical. Um, I I think that's that could pressure uh, pressure the Ducks' offense into um, bad Bonix territory. Uh, I'm I'm sticking with Brigham Young here, um, I, and and I don't know it, it. It feels like it would be an upset, but I don't know that it is at this point. Um, either way, uh, going with the Cougars, going with the Fighting Edwardses uh, at 8 p.m. on Saturday on the Longhorn Network. I don't know if the Longhorn Network exists. Outside of the state of Texas? Um, I have it. Do you? I do. Yes. YouTube TV. We have the Longhorn Network. Oh, well, that's great. (laughs) 
you'll be able to watch this game. I'm very um, excited about this game. I, I, I suspect it is buried somewhere in like the ESPN three ESPN plus streaming package that I own. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time looking for it. Uh, the 8 PM on Longhorn network um, meep at number 21, Texas, the horns are favored by 11 points. The AJ fun index is a solid 62 and a half. What do you think? Um, is this the heartbreaker bowl? I mean, both mm-hmm. of these teams, mm-hmm. you know, UTSA had Houston in their sights a couple weeks ago, then lost in an epic overtime battle. Yep. Texas had Alabama in its sights last week, didn't have the offensive firepower to put them away. Mm-hmm. Um, UTSA offense is legit, moves at a completely different speed than anything Texas has seen yet this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Quinn Ewers again, out, sprained clavicle. Um, mm-hmm. Texas offense pretty much non-existent after he left the game last week. Yes. Um, can the Sunbelt magic continue? Mm-hmm. Could Texas almost beat Alabama and then lose at home to UTSA in consecutive weeks? Good. Good. I, I, I could I could see that, actually. I, I could, too. Um, This game, keep this one on your radar. UTSA could pull this one off. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to I'm going to I'm going to pick Texas here yeah. because difference in conference. Right. But with the way the way the group of five teams have been playing right now, don't be stunned if this one happens. OK, OK. I, I went the philosophical route uh, also with this one. All this is not a haiku. If a roadrunner is trampled by a longhorn and no one can see the game on TV, does it make a sound? <laughs> I need to get that philosophy professor we talked about last week. Apparently, apparently. Yeah. I don't know where this is coming from. Uh, longhorns, uh, I think, win this one. Definitely worth keeping an eye on, though. Um, our other ranked on ranked violence of this weekend, 9 p.m. on ESPN number 13, Miami at, excuse me, a reeling number mm-hmm. 24, Texas A&M uh, Aggies. The Aggies are favored by five and, excuse me, five and a half. AJ Fund Index is a depressing 45. We have to like come up with, with a code for, you know, where, What's a good fun index? What's a great fun index? Like I think the fifties, fifties uh, are kind of like a baseline. Would would, would you agree? They're, yeah, I think ne- so. Neither neither great nor nor awful, but under fifty, then yeah, you're getting into uh, eye, eyeball bleeding territory. I believe. Yeah. Is that, is that summary? I think so. Maybe okay. forty five is the cutoff. Yeah. Okay. That could be. That would be like you know twenty one. That's three scores. Mm-hmm. That's... that's true. That's true. Anyway, right. anyway, um, we got Miami at Texas A&M. What do you think? How did the Aggies respond? Right. That's the storyline hmm. here. Um, after getting, and I, this is in my notes, getting embarrassed at home by App State because that wasn't just a loss. That was a beating. Um, App State held that ball from like the middle of the third quarter to the middle uh, of the fourth quarter, the fourth a little quarter. bit long. And, and, and uh, you know, how do you, you, you can't, you can't beat that. Doesn't right. matter who you are or who you playing if if you can't get your hands on the football. Right. Um. Game's over. Yeah. App State plays the best game of keep away ever. Um. Yeah. I, I mean that's that's really how they won that game. Um. So you've got that big question on the home sideline, and then mm-hmm. you have the perennial question: Is Miami legit this year? Right. <laughs> right. I, we can't. We, we're constantly having that conversation. Um. Miami's putting up huge offensive numbers right now, but it's all against cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Um, the one real number that could be a factor here, though, um, Texas A&M's defense is weaker against the run. Like, they have a stronger pass defense than they do a rush defense. Mm-hmm. And Miami has put up nearly 250 yards rushing per game 
in its huh. first two weeks. It's like um, it's like Miami has a new head coach who's an offensive lineman or something. Yeah, something huh. like that. Okay. Um, so that'll be an interesting interesting um statistical battle to see it. You know, can can the Miami run game make a difference here? Um, I have no idea who to pick in this game because mm. I don't know what the mentality is of Texas A&M. It's kind of a do or die say. right now for the Aggies. Yeah. Um, so I feel like playing at home, they're going to figure out a way to rally and win this game, but Ooh, um, is Jimbo on the hot seat? If so, I saw an interesting stat, I mean, I'm going over my time here, but okay. I saw a really interesting stat that compared the first 50 games of, um, Kevin Sumlin's tenure at Texas mm-hmm. A&M to mm-hmm. Jimbo Fisher's tenure mm-hmm. at Texas A&M and their records are identical, um, by one game. That's not good news for Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Um, yeah. uh, this is a situation uh, that's a little bit, uh, if, if you're talking about the, the, the visiting team, this is a situation very similar to, to BYU. Um, it, you know, that you have a program that has reputation of the high powered offense. Uh, we're going to, we're going to throw the ball everywhere. Um, but that may not perception may not be a reality. And, and especially with, with, uh, Mario returning to, to the U, um, you know, it was it was clear the change that he made at Oregon, uh, and and what he did with that offense, and and I'm you know he, he is evidently looking to do the same uh, with his Hurricanes. Um, I think if they get that run, if they get the run game going, yeah, uh, and and get going downhill um, and picking up some momentum, um, I think this is a Texas A and M team that could uh, that that could just kind of fold up if they are if they are faced with a physical run oriented offense and they're getting beaten and getting beaten. Um, Miami, I'm picking Miami to win this on the road. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm not, I I don't, I I don't feel like, um, and I, and I felt this, you know, since the, the discussions, I think they were the NIL things between Jimbo and, and Nick Saban over the summer. Um, it just it it feels it feels like Jimbo's a little desperate. Um, does that mean you know that he doesn't really ha- he knows he doesn't really have a team there uh, that that contend for a national title? I don't know. Um, mm. If if Miami gets its running game going, I, I think they could win this game pretty. Uh, they could win this game um, on the road. Ten p.m. past. Uncle Crappy's bedtime, but we're going to talk about this anyway. On ESPN two, the two most midwesterny teams on the West Coast face off in Salt Lake City. San Diego State at number fourteen. Utah, the Utes are favored by twenty one points. The AJ Fun Index is a uh, barely acceptable forty nine points. What do you think? <laughs> this is a must win game for the Utes, right yeah. after. Um, after losing in the swamp, which now mm. doesn't look like quite as good of a loss after. Mm-hmm. Florida got Florida got beat by Kentucky. That's yeah. another thing that happened. That we all forgot another, about this weekend. Another, I, I watched that one. Um, and yeah, I had I not too. forgotten. Uh, big fun. I bet. Um, David was pleased. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is a must-win game for Utah if they want to have any hopes of getting into the playoff. They cannot lose this game at right. this point. Um, they also have an opportunity here to make a statement. And yes, it's late, but it is a nationally televised game, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's on ESPN too. So hopefully, you know, they would get the opportunity to make another statement here. Um, the San Diego State defense this year is um not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave up 400 yards 
or averaging giving up 400 yards per game against Arizona and Idaho State. Idaho? Yeah. That's um, good. yeah, this isn't the San Diego State that we've been used to the last couple of seasons. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm taking the Utes at home, but okay. um might be intriguing for the first half. I think I think I, it, it's interesting in that these are uh, these are football programs that aren't aren't what you would consider to be typical West Coast football programs. And I'm yeah. only half joking about the Midwesterny thing. Um, one, uh, one of these teams um, hung with Ohio State for ne- nearly the entire Rose Bowl, made me sweat my butt off uh, on, on New Year's Day. The other is coached by a Michigan guy who never seemed to be sure whether or not he was playing Ohio State or Ohio. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm picking the youths all day, every day in this one, uh, boys and girls, you can hear the Carlin crappy show on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube or on the show's Facebook page or, you know, both if you want. Um, if you like us, please subscribe, rate and review. If you don't mind your own damn business, be sure to come back next week, uh, to see exactly how wrong we were. Carla. Your big chance. One final thing. Uh, yes. Um. Actually, it's <laughs> it's three very quick final things. Oh, jeez. Because it's a lightning round show, right? Okay. 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 Undefeated Cal at Notre Dame. Um. Notre Dame can't let this happen two weeks in a row, can they? Careful, folks. Be yeah. careful. Uh huh. Um. Also, at two o'clock. Um. On ESPN Plus, so it's paywalled. Sorry. Um. Mm. Tulane at Kansas State immovable Ooh. object versus unstoppable force these are two mm. of the best defenses in the country i don't care what i didn't even look to see what the what the line what the um over under was on this the aj fund okay. index um take the under um kansas state because i'm i'm a big i used to manage the big 12 when i was at that other place that i used to work um so that i i have place. an affinity for kansas state so okay um so go um yeah go go purple cats um also last thing yes. how wild is college football right now um it, it's crazy your two and oh kansas jayhawks are <gasps> sitting atop the big 12 standings um and they're at the top because they beat they're the only team to that have won that has won a conference game because they beat west virginia <laughs> um so they are literally at the top of the big 12 standings they are on the road this week at houston so mm-hmm. um hey rock shockers go screenshot those standings right now do it um, do it now do it now because because going on the road to houston that's a big ask for this team but um yeah college football you're the best oh this is so awesome i i, I had to look because you brought this up um i it, it Tulane has allowed an average of five points per game. Um, Kansas State has allowed an average of six points per game so far. <laughs> uh, the, the Kansas State is uh, favored by 14 and a half. The uh, AJ Fund Index is 45, which sounds about right for, for that, that kind of effort. Maybe maybe even take the under uh, on that one. I, yeah. that's, that's, um, that's interesting. I, um, I, I've been watching... Um, as you guys are aware, I've made a, 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 a it made it a point to emphasize uh, the team up north um, as in direct uh, proportion to how much I want to beat them this at the end of this season. And interesting thing has transpired up there. If you're wondering about Jimmy and what he's doing with his quarterbacks, um, you, if you think back to the days when he was the head coach 
uh, of the 49ers. And this will give you a, a, a pretty clear picture, I think, of, of what we can expect from Michigan this season and from, you know the next year or two. Um, just get a clear picture because there the, the 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 parallels here. Recall the pivotal season that began with Alex Smith as the 49ers starter. Um, he, he was playing well, did nothing to play himself out of the position. Uh, the Niners were had, had a great start to the year. The only thing that happened was he got a concussion, had to sit out for a game or two. Um, at that point, that opened the door for Colin Kaepernick, uh, who closed it rather forcefully behind him. Um, and and excuse me, Harbaugh did not look back either. There is, I, 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 this this occurred to me, and it, it helped to read a thing um, in the Ann Arbor News. It, 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 there's an offense that, that Harbaugh wants to run. Um, and, and he has been unable to through, you know, I, I'm going to blame him because he's supposed to be a, a good recruiter and he could not get himself a quarterback who, who could run the offense the way he runs, wants to run the offense. Um, it involves a mobile quarterback. And he's never really had one at Michigan. He did not have one last year when, uh, even though the offense had a great season with Cade McNamara, um, he has one now. Uh, JJ McCarthy, uh, McNamara started the game against Hawaii. JJ McCarthy came in later, and I, I believe on, um, a, I don't know, it was right immediately after the game or or the, the, the thing on Monday. Harbaugh said JJ McCarthy is our starting quarterback, and you know, all the blah 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 blah. We have two great quarterbacks and. We're going to start both of them, and it's and it's garbage, um, because that's not that this is this is what happened with Alex Smith, and Alex Smith never saw the field uh, the rest of the way that season, and 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 Colin Kaepernick um, took took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I think we have there there are a couple things going on here. Number one, does McNamara stay? Uh, did Alex Wilson stay? Or excuse me, Alex Smith's day? No, no, he did not. Uh, McNamara has two uh, years of eligibility left after this season. Um, I don't think there's any way in hell uh, he's, he's going to go find himself a team with a gigantic offensive line where he can be safe being a drop-back quarterback and, and uh, put up some numbers and see if he can move on to the league. Um, McCarthy, this is, this is clearly the guy, and I'm, I'm curious about What's going to happen with Michigan if if Jimmy has finally got himself the tools that he's wanted this whole time? Uh, I'm I'm betting this is going to be uh, a different and more prolific Michigan offense than we've seen maybe at any point since since Harbaugh's in there because he's he's found his Colin Kaepernick in Ann Arbor um, and has decided to write him however long it's going to take. So that's what's going on up North. <laughs> um, I will, I will, you guys don't have to watch. I will continue to, to monitor this situation for you um, and report in occasionally uh, as I continue to obsess with gaining my revenge in November. Carla, thank you once again for an enjoyable this was fun and enjoyable speed round. Yes, it was. It was um, an exercise again, but yeah. it was it was good. We we got through a lot of games. And we're gonna have to we're gonna have to think about the, uh, We're gonna have to think about the haiku thing. 
Gosh. That's interesting. It is. I, I, I think we could. I mean, not not for eight games or however many that we talked about today, but um, maybe, oh. maybe. Okay. We'll at any rate, <laughs> at any rate, cheers to you. Cheers. Uh, boys and girls, thank you for listening and watching. Cheers to you guys as well. Um, be sure to come back here next week. Um, we will do this all again, maybe not at quite the same pace or as many games, or maybe we will. We have no idea. We have no idea. Here it is. There's the guy. We have no idea. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you back here again next week. Beat Michigan.